calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. On this episode, Joshua has been kind enough to join me and co-host, co-pilot this episode. Hey, Joshua, how are you doing? Doing good. I'm glad to be here and uh, ready to talk about some, some good, fun, paranormal stuff. Joshua did warn us before we started that he might be spewing corn bits, so look out for that in the videos to come soon. Um, and on this episode, we have a really cool guest. Her name is Ashley. She reached out to us in our email to let us know that she'd heard some episodes and somebody referred her over. And Ashley actually has her own Supernatural Ghost podcast. It's called Ghost Gossip. You can also check it out on Instagram at Ghost Gossip Podcast. Ashley, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we love to find out when people come on where they fall on what we call the believeometer. Zero meaning they don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? A hard 10. A hard 10. Oh, All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're taking a hit in blackjack. Now you have your podcast, as I stated when we started, and I know it's fairly new, what inspired you to start your own paranormal podcast? Well, I've had experiences my whole life, and I never really talked about them because some people think you're crazy when you start talking about experience and things like that. And then I bought a house and things just started happening. And I felt like I was going crazy the past year. Okay. And then I was just like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about it. I need to find other people to talk about this with. I hear you. Welcome. Welcome to the club. So you had some experiences or you've had a lot of experiences in this home. Did you have any paranormal experiences prior to moving into this house? So it started when I was 13. My grandfather passed away and we went to the hospital to see him. And I was too scared to go into the room. And we had a very complicated relationship. We are Hispanic and um, we just, we never really clicked together. So when he passed, it was very confusing for me. It was my first experience with death. And when I was in my bedroom a couple of nights after the funeral, my room just, it was overwhelming with his, it was overwhelmed with his smell hmm. out of nowhere. And then it proceeded to a uh, encounter with a passed away dog of a little boy that I babysat. 
then a friend of mine who passed away at age 17, she visited me after she passed. And my grandfather, another grandfather, or visited me after he passed in, when I was in my 20s. And then it moved into hearing my name being called in my house when I became a single mother. And I thought I was going crazy, but my dogs heard it too. And then, I mean, just little things like that. And then, and then this house. Okay. Well, yeah, we definitely got some things to walk through there. So I always find it interesting when people claim that they have seen or heard or been visited by a past pet. So can you tell us about uh, what it was like to have an animal visit you from the spirit realm? Well, what's crazy is it wasn't my pet. Hmm. <laughs> so I was babysitting a little boy and it was my parents' friend's son. They were going on a double date and I was about 13 or 14. And that's when everything kind of started for me. And I went and rang the doorbell and I heard the dog barking and scratching on the door. So when they opened the door, there was no dog. So I didn't think anything of it. They left. I babysat. I would hear the dog barking throughout the night, but couldn't find the dog. And when, so when they came back, I said, Hey, where's your dog? And they were like, he passed away a few months ago. And so they said that they hear it often, but they don't know who hears it. So they don't say anything about it. Okay. So they kind of confirmed for you like, hey, this is a thing that happens in our house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My parents heard it as well. So it wasn't just me losing my mind at age 13. I actually, I actually have a question uh, on that regard. When you were 13, I know everything started happening then, but how much would you say that you believed in the paranormal and supernatural at the time? Probably not at all. I didn't know anything about it at that time other than ghost stories. That's interesting because, uh, you know, with 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 you, it seems like the, the veil has been so thin for a long time. Uh, have have you ever explored the, the thought of possibly being uh, sensitive of, of any type? People have called me um, in, an empath or em, empathic and I can pick up on energies and not so much. I mean, I can feel the energy in my house. The energy in my house is really weird. But I can pick up energies with people and kind of know their mood and when it shifts, stuff like that. Um, I had a premonition not too long ago that I was going to be in a car wreck and I was in a wreck an hour later. Somebody wow. rear-ended me. Wow. Um, we were house hunting not too long ago and I walked into a house and I told my husband, I was like, I think somebody has passed away. And he kind of looked at me kind of weird and he goes, what do you mean? I was like, this house is sad. I think somebody passed away of COVID. And so I was really nosy. So I hunted that person down and turns out that her husband died six months prior from COVID. Wow. It looks like but, you have a little bit of uh, clairsentience going on, you know, just a little bit past the empath level, um, just being able to to feel. I've, I've kind of nerded out a little bit because I've been doing some research into the the different senses and different, you know, psychic abilities. And that that's a really powerful and it's, it's something that most people have, but not to this level. So it's interesting to hear somebody talk about talk about that in that regard so that's that's pretty cool i'm just getting into where i'm kind of accepting it and exploring it for a long time i think it scared me more than anything into like into my 20s but now that i'm into my 30s and going into my 40s i'm like why not yeah for sure joshua what do you think about pets visiting you know, people they knew or, or still being in a home after they've passed versus like you being an outdoorsman. Do you think that all those animals out in the woods are visiting their favorite tree or, you know, <laughs> hole in the wall? Like, how's that work? 
That's a great question. And I'm not going to pretend to know, but I do have a theory. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, when you start getting into the paranormal in the woods, you start coming into people start talking about like, you know, fey folk and you have uh, wood spirits and things like that. But I do think sometimes that this could actually be animals uh, because I know for me and my house, um, I've, I think I've said this on the, the pod before, but uh, we have a ghost cat in the house. I don't know where it comes from. We see, we, and we have two cats and this ghost cat always appears when our cats are up. So, you know, I, I, I've also seen videos of people sharing their experiences with their pets that have passed over that, that come back and do similar things that their, that their pets would do. Uh, for instance, I, I, there's one video that's, it's kind of popular, but there's a dog who passed away uh, in somebody's yard and um, or passed away at the home and they would see the leaves uh, fly up in the air. Like the dog was playing in their, in their yard. And they would always say like, I don't think he's gone. And, uh, they have video camera evidence of it, you know, of, of, of what looks like a dog, their dog, wow. uh, playing in the leaves. So I think, uh, I do think that animals do have some sort of connection to where they are. If they've had a really happy home. And, uh, I do think they come back to see their, their, uh, their visitors, especially if, if they pass away in such like an abrupt and maybe mm -hmm. tragic way, uh, yeah. very similar to kind of the experience that humans uh, are said to have as well. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I like the thought that they get to stay around that. Well, Ashley, you mentioned some other experiences that you had that led up to living in your current haunted home. Now, did you also say that a friend passed and visited you as well? Yes. So my best friend in high school, she died the day before homecoming. She was supposed to be with me and we were taking our SATs and she decided to leave the SATs and go with her boyfriend. And they were in a car wreck a few hours later and they both passed. And I was devastated, felt so guilty. And it was probably two or three days after the funeral, I was laying in bed kind of turned to my side, facing away from the wall. And somebody sat on my bed. And when I turned, I could see her, you know, she was, she wasn't solid, but I could see her. And I just stared at her just in shock. And it was one of those, it's one of those memories. It's like, did that really happen? But it's been very vivid since. And she said, I don't want you to be mad at me. And I was like, I'm not mad at you. I miss you. And I told her I loved her. And then she was gone. Wow. I think those stories are so special where yeah. somebody yeah. close to you has passed and can give you hopefully some peace or maybe even give them some peace. It sounds like that she had a pretty strong message for you. Joshua, have you ever experienced that? I know a lot of us have experienced that in, in a dream form, not as, you know, clear as Ashley did while she's awake, but have you had any experiences like that? I don't think I've, I've had any very like vivid experiences like that. All right, moving along. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that. People be so mad. <laughs> uh, <Aww>. but, um, <laughs> I, I, I will say that I have had what I consider my grandmother visiting me after she passed away. So she passed mm -hmm. away in um wow it's wow i can't believe it's been how it's it feels like it's been longer than it's been but she passed away 
in 2021. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it just felt like short, a couple of days after very similar to your experience, but not, not, you know, to, to that detail, it just felt like she just came in the room and just left. And it's, and you know, it's, it's a very special thing because you, you always know when it's them because they have a certain energy that they've carried with them their entire lives. And then, so like, in my opinion, when they visit you and you can feel that energy shift again, you just know. And even mm-hmm. if it's just brief or just passing. Um, and I felt like she, so my daughter was, you know, just announced going to be born too. Um, or my daughter was just announced that my, let me rephrase it. My wife found out that she was pregnant. And so, um, and we had been, you know, trying for a while and she really wanted to see our child you know, be born, but she, she didn't get a chance to see that. So we always joked that she would always come back and visit her. Now. Uh, we actually had a friend who's, who's sensitive and said like, our daughter is kind of a spitting, uh, reflection of our, of, of my grandmother. And we, we had a high risk pregnancy as well. Hmm. And so we, we always felt like she was helping, uh, my daughter continue to survive, uh, to her birth. So it's a long story short. Yes. But you know, not in the sense of a, a, a full on visit, I would say. Well, I feel like a real asshole now making that joke. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> um, well, Ashley, you you seem to have a connection, maybe even with death itself. Do you have strong feelings towards death? Or like, for me, it's something that I think about a good bit and kind of scares me. Do you have kind of an opinion one way or the other? It's It scares me. As I get older... I'm more at peace with it because I know it's inevitable, but it, it, I would be lying if I said, I'm, I'm all right with it. If I go tomorrow, it'd be cool. I mean, I guess I would be cool. I wouldn't even know, but it, the thought of it worries me and scares me. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that you say you wouldn't even know, um, because you've, you know, you, these people that come back, they seem to know. So, I mean, do you, do you believe there is an afterlife? Do you think that we are connected to this plane or that we move on somewhere else? I mean, not to get super deep and and spiritual, but I am curious whenever somebody has these gifts, you know, kind of what their big picture view is. I believe that people do come back. Their energies do come back. I do believe in heaven. I don't know if, if it's, there's a way that they can, come back and forth. I'm not sure if that's possible, but I do know just from my experiences with my grandparents and with Catherine and, you know, just what I'm experiencing in this house, there is some kind of life after death. Now where it is, I don't know. I was just going to say, I, I, it's, it's interesting for, for you in particular, kind of how you, how you view death, uh, because it, kind of to Noah's point, um, it seems like your gifts attract people or 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 entities or you know people after death and and uh, maybe and the way i'm thinking about it is like maybe like you're kind of almost like a conduit so if there is something left over that somebody wants to say they know that if of all the people in the family or all of their friends you're the person who can relay that last message or that last bit of relief to to others in a way i think it, it it's a very special gift that um could be turned to to really comfort people in uh in hard times like even if it's just for your family too um so it, it's it's just cool to it's it's cool to see but it it feels really special too 
It, it, it scared me for a long time. So just coming into it and getting comfortable with it. Um, I, I did tell my husband the other day, like, if I'm going to attract death or, or people of spirit, why can't my family come back and visit me now more? Why is it some old guy I don't know? <laughs> where's where's my family? Yeah, it it does seem to be slightly out of control for the people who experience, except for maybe a select few that are, you know, I guess, plugged into the ether of the spirit world. Well, moving on from there, let's jump into your main story, because I know it's, uh, you've had a lot go on, and I want to make sure we give it the attention it deserves. So can you tell us about moving into that home and what all you've experienced? Oh, yeah. So this house has been, it's been wild. Um, We bought it a year ago in January, and it only had one previous owner before us. It was, uh, he wasn't even that old. He, I think he was in his fifties and he was a bachelor and he lived with his mother. They both lived in separate parts of this house and she was on the first floor. He was on the second. And then the basement was his gym and the basement was covered in mirrors. I mean, every single wall, you can see behind me, a mirror still here. And the only reason I left this up and trust me, I, <laughs> I regret it. I'm like, I need to take this down, but I didn't paint behind it, but it was, it was wild. Every, I mean, we didn't know what was down here. We were like, did he have like a massage parlor down here or maybe a dance studio? Like what was going on? <laughs> Joshua, that's like your bedroom, right? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, I do not mess with mirrors. And the fact that like all those, all I could think of in my head immediately was just Big old portal. He just created this, the biggest portal he could find. And he just said, let's do it in the basement. The worst possible place in the house. And you could build said portal. But yeah. it was the whole house. Like, I, I, I'll have to send you the link to the house on Zillow because mm. all the mirrors, every room, every floor. And this was before I really started diving into the paranormal because nothing was happening. Like I had had my experiences, but they weren't recent. So when I bought this house, I couldn't really feel the vibe of the house. It was just because 2021, the housing market was like nuts, right? So we found this house and we were just like, we need a house. There's five of us in a tiny, itty, litty, bitty house. We need a bigger house. And so we made an offer. They accepted it the next day. And we were just like so excited. It wasn't until we closed and came into the house that I was like, hmm. This, this doesn't feel right. Like it didn't feel bad. It just felt meh. It wasn't happy. You can it tell felt it like wasn't. there were 50 mirrors across the house. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, yes, it definitely felt like it was a weird energy. There was an energy. It, it wasn't good. So we decided we were going to sage the house before we ever moved in. And I didn't do it right. Cause like I told you, I have no experience. So Daniel's like, let's sage. I was like, okay. We didn't open any windows. We didn't leave windows open. We didn't have a plan. We just went through waving, like just waving. <laughs> <laughs> like we were so proud, right? And then we moved in. We started, um, this man's house was his baby. He had no children. He had very few family members. And so this house was his baby. He did a lot of work in, in it. And a lot of his furniture was still here. It, it was very strange. And the house itself was very oddly designed. 
and even in the middle where from the where the basement goes to the main floor it like comes in at like this curve into the basement it is it is bizarre the way the house was designed so we knew right off the bat we were going to have to take down walls we were going to have to paint because it looked like 90210 threw up in here we knew lots of work had to be done so we started after the whole smudging fun that we had we started painting and changing out lights and that's when things started to happen is he not alive the owner yeah no no he's dead okay because it sounded like you were speaking in past tense i just i, yeah. I was very curious um okay uh -huh. yeah that that makes sense then um all right so you get in this house it's bizarre it sounds like you guys are doing the necessary renovations and did you piss off a ghost? Because that sounds like oh, where we're headed. <laughs> yes, yes. So, okay. So fun fact, he didn't like children, women, or animals. Hmm. And I am very much a woman with three children and four animals. So I think right off the bat, he was upset that there was a bunch of people in his space. Now, I don't know him personally. I do know his sister. His sister still texts me from time to time and checks in on us. and. She's elderly and she just is very sweet, but, but yes, yeah, so he, he didn't like many people and we have a lot of people now. So right off the bat, I think that aggravated him. And then my daughter ended up in his old room. My stepdaughter ended up in his old bar, I guess it was, it's like a guest bedroom, but I think he had turned it into a bar and our son ended up in the basement. And we made a room in the basement for him. So we just kind of invaded the whole house. And the moment we started taking fixtures down is when lights started going crazy. I mean, did he have a club in this house? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I just can't get over all the mirrors in the basement. And now you're telling me there's a bar too. I mean, I'm, you know, I've only seen eyes wide shut once, but it just feels like a vibe. He he was a vibe. He was not a great vibe from what I understand. The neighbors bombarded me when I moved in and they told me all sorts of stories. He wasn't very nice hmm. in life. So I can only assume he's not very nice in death either. And from what I've experienced, it hasn't been great. Now, one thing that was in your email that you sent over that I think we may have missed, you did a tarot card reading before you went in the <laughs> house and you pulled a specific card. Can you tell us about that? Oh, boy. I pulled the devil card. Yeah. And so I'm I'm new. I again, brand new doing all the things wrong, okay? I need guidance and I don't and this is why I'm here because I'm reaching out to just about everybody trying to find help to how I can survive in this house cuz my husband says we're not moving and I'm like, "Great." So, yes, I did a tarot card reading. I just pulled one card and the card that came out was devil and it, you know, just <laughs> This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. 
Wild Green is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Well, let, let me ask you this, because that uh, that sounds terrifying off the jump. <laughs> um, <laughs> so ha- has the activity reflected more of that na- like characteristic? Yes. Or has it been more like, you know, He's not happy, but he's not mad. So it shifts. I have told Daniel before, I think there's three different energies in this house. One, I think, is the mother. She passed away a few months after he did. I can feel her, and I don't know. I, I'm, I might be wrong, but this is my assumptions just on my feelings. I feel her a lot in my bedroom. That was her bedroom. She's not mean or spiteful or angry. She's just kind of curious as to why we're there. Whereas he's angry and more annoyed. The energy I get when I'm upstairs in certain areas where he lived is more of annoyance. Why are you here? And then the third energy is more of a taunting and wants to scare me. And I don't know if that's just a combination of their energies or maybe something else because it is a giant ass portal. And you've even felt like you're being watched in the home and had things happen. Is that right? All the time. All the time. I call them a pervert because they're in my closet. I'm like, you know what? Of all the places, you know, can't you watch me in the kitchen? (laughs) Something else. And beyond this, that sensation of being watched, which can be pretty icky, has there been any other indications that there's somebody watching you? Um, so I was in my studio where I am right now and a shadow moved right in front of my face. Oh. It was, I've never, I mean, I've seen, I saw a cat before I've seen, um, you know, I, I've seen my grandfather's like, he wasn't full, but I, I knew it was him. You know what I mean? Like I just knew it was him. I saw something. I knew it was him, but this was right in front of me over here. 
there's two lights in my room. There's a lamp and the wall light and something moved between the two. That's pretty freaky. Yeah. And immediately I got nauseous and had a headache and I had to go upstairs and I was getting sick. And were you having some issues with fans as well? So we switched out all the fans on the first floor. And what's funny is my husband's a skeptic and the fan in the sunroom comes on by itself, the light on the fan actually. And so it will just come on. I'll turn it off. It comes back on. I'll turn it off. I leave the room. I come back. It's on. So he's like, it's just a frequency issue because it's on a remote. And so we've, I'm like, it's not a frequency issue. And so we go back and forth, leave the room, come back. It's on again. We're like, okay, whatever. I'll just leave it on. Well, then the one in our bedroom, a few months after the whole lights in the sunroom started, I left the room. That light came on. He goes, Ashley. I was like, yeah. He goes, you turned the light on. I went, no. He's like, okay. (laughs) And then we had an incident where at 2 a.m., Alexa says, okay. And our bedroom lights turn on while we were asleep. Wow. Haunted Alexa. That's a whole nother subcategory yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's really freaky. Electronics are always, you know, when they, when they get out of our control, it's can, I think be pretty tough. We had an episode where this guy who lives in Midtown Atlanta, his TV would turn on the middle of the night, go to Beyonce on YouTube and be on full blast. Like just sometimes you just got to listen to Beyonce, you know, and he had, he had video of it too. Like it got to the point where he started recording it. Uh, So you just, you never know what these ghosts are into. Well, so, you know, you've had these things going on that I would say go from oddities to annoyances to kind of creepy, but then your daughter really experienced one of the classic hauntings. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So when we blended our two families, she was having a hard time with it and was struggling with some depression and wasn't sleeping. So we we were working with her and she wasn't really opening up to me or him about what she was experiencing. But one day she was getting a little bit more agitated and I was like, what's going on? And she said, I can't sleep because he's in my room. Hmm. Who's in your room? You know, I'm, I'm all mama bear. Like who is in your room? And she's like, well, he started in the corner of the loft and he's now moved into the corner of my bedroom and he watches me sleep and he's getting closer to me. And last night he was reaching for me. I am shaking just talking about it. (laughs) I'm like literally shaking in my seat. And I remember telling my husband, this isn't normal this isn't right. I feel the energy up there. This is, there's something up there. We need to handle this. So I called a friend of mine who has experience in saging houses and she came in and we started to sage the house. Didn't your, your friend have some comments about the previous saging? She said, she said, I did it wrong and we need to redo it now. And she showed up Mm -hmm. the next day. And what, what was her, did she feel any energies or anything while y'all were saging the home again? Yes. So when we first started, we both felt the initial jolt. It felt like just, just like you got shocked or something. Hmm. And we were in the corner of the basement. We started the basement level and worked through. So when she first started, the energy shifted real hard 
And I, and you, and I just, we looked at each other and we just started. By the time we made it to my bedroom on the first floor, everything had calmed down. But while we were in the basement, when we started, my body covered was covered in these painful goosebumps. Like it felt like a ton of needles stabbing me, like just little pricks all over my body. I've had goosebumps before, but nothing painful. And I couldn't breathe. Like I could, I could take shallow breaths, but I couldn't take a full breath. And so by the time we made it to the first floor, that, that energy had eased a little bit and I was able to breathe. The pain was subsiding. We went through the rest of the first floor, but when we got to the kitchen, our smudge, like it went out, it blew out or burnt out. I'm not sure what they do, but it went out. We had, we struggled to relight it. Once we got it relit, my whole body felt like I was being stabbed all over and we were in one spot and I couldn't, I just couldn't breathe. It felt like I was being suffocated. And I just, I was looking at her and I whispered, do you feel that? And she whispered back, keep going. And so we were just in this spot and she just kept saying the, 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 you can't stay here. You have to leave. You don't, you're no longer welcome here. You have to leave over and over and over. And the moment that it kind my body just kind of released all that pain, the smoke detector in the upstairs bedroom started going off and it was his bedroom so we weren't near that bedroom and we were actually right by a smoke detector that wasn't going off so it was almost like he he was gone he went out his bedroom and out Hmm. and i found out later the spot we were in is where he collapsed in the house wow Joshua, what's your pain tolerance with spirits would you been able to stay in the home going through all that because i think i I would have left. <laughs> My wife is, uh, <laughs> she's a firecracker. Um, and she is not easily scared. Uh, I would say that I'm probably more fearful of, of stuff than she is. Um, I have a very specific story to reference for that uh, for, for a later time. But um, I think it just kind of depends. I think if I went through what you went through, Ashley, I, I don't know if I would have been able to, to, to persevere, to be completely honest. I think you're a very strong person for going through that and being like, no, I'm going to stay in this house. This is my house now. This is my house. And we're going to, we're going to, to make this my home. And Mm -hmm. you know, so I I find that to be a very strong uh, quality uh, that you have. I, cause I I don't know if I personally could have done. Stubborn. uh, (laughs) I'm stubborn. (laughs) You had your, uh, this is Sparta moment where you kicked that (laughs) ghost out the, out the house. Well, and it came back after Mm. that. And that's when the lights upstairs really started going off. That's when the Alexa started going off. That's when the motion sensor in my husband's closet started going off. And it was, I even was in bed one night laying down and the radio that we never use anymore came on full blast at, on a static station. So it came back. And then my daughter told me, I feel like somebody's watching me again. So I went through and we blessed the house again and it subsided. And then I had, something very recent, which was like two weeks ago, I had this sleep paralysis and it was, uh, (laughs) I was asleep. I know I was dreaming and I could feel the energy come into the house and it targeted my daughter, my birth daughter, a separate daughter from the one that was experiencing the activity 
prior. My birth daughter had never had experienced anything in this house. So the energy was targeting her. And in my dream, I said, no, you cannot get her. And so I, I pretty much said, you come and get me. And so it charged me in my dream. I could not see it, but I could feel it getting closer. And when it came into my bedroom, I am covered in chills. My eyes opened and I couldn't see anything in my room. But in my dream, I started praying the Our Father. And then when I woke up, I was still praying the Our Father. And when I got to Amen, it was gone. And my eyes just closed back and I was back asleep. Wow. That was on March 6th. It was, that was the scariest I've ever been and the scariest I've ever been. And I, the next day I stood in the bathroom and I said, Hey, pervert, you're not going to do this in my house. This is my house. You are not welcome here. I have authority over you and you will not scare me or my family. I wonder if that's his kink. Maybe that's what he was trying to get to. <laughs> you know, I, I, funny story. It's funny you said that. When I bought this house, I, before we moved in, I cleaned out everything, all the drawers, everything. A few months after I was organizing the drawers and I found his Cialis. It wasn't there when I cleaned out before. Interesting. Interesting. Well, now that you mentioned that you were cleaning stuff out, do you still have things in the house that he possessed? Yes. It's a very strong likelihood that not uh, on top of, you know, the the mirror portal that he <laughs> he created in his basement, but also uh, with kind of the oppressive energy, uh, it, it could be, you know, attachment based. And and some of those things, he, he can't really go away because the things are still in the, the house. Well, it's a Bible. It's his Bible. And I don't know what to do with it. And I know that sounds terrible. My husband was going to throw it away. And I was like, no, no. I said, don't, we cannot get rid of it. Disrespect, like full of disrespect. We have to be respectful about it because that will just make it worse. So it's like, what do you do with this Bible? I don't know what to do with it. That Bible has moved several times. There's a page in that Bible that has been taken out of that Bible and moved several times. The last time I found that page that was taken out of the Bible was in my closet. And I didn't, but I didn't put it there. My children didn't put it there. The Bible needs to get out of the house, but it's a matter of how, what is the proper way to get rid of it? Is it revelations talking about the seven horsemen or whatever? Is that the page that keeps reappearing? No, it is a typed page from like a church that he attended saying that you need to be saved. Man, the plot thickens. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, it, it has just been one thing after another. And like, as I talk, I remember things happening. Like there was this instance, we went to the beach and our dogs were still home and we had a dog sitter coming in. So I was checking on the dogs on the cameras and I turned the camera on and the sunroom light came on. I'm like, okay. And then an orb from the sunroom flew right to my camera across the living room and then like up and over the camera. And I saved that video. My husband and I watched it over and over and over. Cause we, I was like, are you seeing this? Is this a bug? And then I saved that video and that video is gone. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, Joshua, what do you make of all this? That's, that's a lot of activity in one home. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I, I, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I will say um, your, your sleep paralysis story um, gave me chills because I've, I've had that same exact experience um, several times. Um, and, and it's, it's even more significant to me because I do have a, a Christian background. Like I'm Christian believing too. Mm -hmm. So usually in those instances, I would always end up praying something and mm -hmm. almost identical to the things that you said in your sleep paralysis. And so, so that alone has gave me the, the, the gooseies, you know, because <laughs> I, 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 you don't think that you're going to have a similar experience to somebody else like right. that almost word for word. Um, but on top of that, you know, it, I, the, the feeling I get and it, you know, it's, it's just oppressive. Like it feels, it, it feels not even so much that it's like, so ripe with evil, just oppressive, just, just bad negative energy. That's just kind of had the opportunity to, to sit there and ruminate and fester and yes. then on top of like the, 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 like the fear and the, uh, the, the emotions that come with that. It just like, it's just a feeding ground for that energy to just stay alive and come back and be active and then come back and be active and then come back and be active. Uh, so that's my initial thought. I would love to see a deep dive into this individual who owned that home. I mean, it, it really is a fascinating yeah. tale between what you've experienced and just the fact that the home had so many oddities, like the mirrors in the basement, the bar, and uh, just just all the in a gun yeah. room, hmm. mm -hmm. all sorts of rooms. The house is wild. Wow. Well, we're coming up on our hour here. I would love for you to tell the audience about your podcast. Well, my podcast is called Ghost Gossip, and this is where I share my stories about what's going on in my house, as well as my own personal experience and your stories as well. I love hearing about other people's stories because it helps me feel a lot less crazy. So yeah, you can find me at Ghost Gossip on all the platforms and Ghost Gossip Podcast on Instagram. All about creating those safe spaces for everybody to share their stories. I think if Real Hauntings has taught me anything, it's that we're not alone. There are plenty of people who have had experiences. And if you listen hard enough, you can find somebody who has had one probably similar to what you've experienced, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of comfort in that, uh, especially when you're going, especially if you're currently like in the thick of it, it's good to know that, Hey, you know, somebody else has been through this and, you know, even create a community around it where people can help each other. I think is a great thing too. Um, I don't know why I just plugged my podcast on my podcast, but I, I feel like yours <laughs> is going to be that too. So that's, you, that's, you did good. Good job. That's, that's, uh, why, well, Joshua, I know that uh, you've become a frequent flyer of Real Hauntings, but if you are listening and you have not checked out Joshua's content, what are you doing? Joshua, can you tell everybody where to find you on the interwebs? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Joshua Darren, D-A-I-R-E-N, pretty much everywhere. Uh, I try to stay consistent and um, very much to, to Noah's point, you know, please help make this community better just by... Uh, being vulnerable and sharing your stories, but also being willing to, to embrace those who have similar stories as well. Well, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Joshua Darren. And I'm Ashley. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.